The Tag Team Podcast is now on Alexa via the Inipod app. To use just say, Alexa, open Inipod. Inipod, at your service. Ask me to play a podcast. Play the Tag Team Podcast. Now playing the Tag Team Podcast. You are listening to the Tag Team Podcast. And now, a special presentation. The World Wrestling Federation presents the wrestling extravaganza of all-time WrestleMania. Here are your tag team podcast hosts, Jeff Jones and John Burke. Greetings, I'm John Burke. Jeff Jones. And it's finally WrestleMania time. How ironic that we're doing this during WrestleMania week. Not planned, that's for sure. No, not at all. Just happened to fall. Of course, it's probably released sometime in July, but yeah, not planned at all. It's fine. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah, it should be interesting, to say the least. Back when WrestleMania was just an hour and a half to two hours, and not a three-week celebration. Yeah, that's true. I think I like it more now, really due to the fact that I can look at it now older and a little more smarter as they say smart yep the old smart would have been nice they would have had the hall of fame then instead of how late they eventually started it but understandable this was the test and they wanted to see if they could actually make money and continue it on they had no clue at the time so it's understandable why it was kind of what it was yeah i suppose so what is going on man oh man been nothing's good at all (laughs) well where you want to start i've been fighting a bird that's been consistently doing its business on my car for the past two weeks canadian geek by chance. I hate those damn things. No, 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 no. I think it's, it's a Canadian geese. I think it's at a bear trap out in my yard. <laughs> we'll get rid of that thing. I think it's a little robin. It's dark and it's got an orange belly on it. But I've got one main one. And he tries to fight himself as he sees himself in the, the shiny of my car. And he'll get on my hood. <laughs> he'll start picking my windshield. So now he's got to the point where he's picked the rubber from my windshield where the seal goes. So I've got a, a little red rider BB gun and uh, open the garage door up. And I'll just sit and wait hiding in the garage like old man on the front porch. <laughs> and he don't come out out till about 8 8 30 makes his first run around i swear i've pegged him a good four or five times with some bbs i know i have I <laughs> there's no way i didn't hit him and he still comes back so i think i'm gonna have to go to a really 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 extreme measure if i don't get him tomorrow the views and opinions expressed by jeff jones during this podcast are those of his and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Burke or any listeners or subscribers to the Tag Team Podcasts. This probably isn't the best one for PETA listeners. Yeah, PETA, go look in the backyard. <laughs> so much for that sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to mention my extreme measure just for sanity and recording reasons. <laughs> but I will have my justice. ECW Extreme Match, I gotcha. Yes, definitely. I'll have my revenge, <laughs> that's for sure. And then, I got a Pixel 2 XL and the new Android update come out on the I'm going to wait and <laughs> I'm going to read some reviews for an hour. Then I'll update it just so the little icon will go away. And they were like, yeah, no, it's good. Everything's fine. And then you go to the real forums and they're like, no, it's killed my battery. It's did this. It's did that. The Bluetooth doesn't work. There's a lot of just kind of off and on things. And I thought everybody's experience just differs. So why not? Let's do it. 
So I did it, and it locked my phone up for a good four and a half, five hours. So I couldn't do nothing. Now, is this Oreo? Yes, the 8.1.0 update. Okay, to save Google so that we can still have them as a sponsor, mm-hmm. I have a Pixel 2, and I have no issue. So we're going to blame Verizon for this. Okay. I've been rocking 8 for a while, and yeah, it's fine. So it's Verizon's version of 8 that's messing it up. Okay, I'll take it. Please sponsor us, Google. You have our souls, our information, and our family's information. <laughs> Come on, shell some money back since you're selling our information anyway. Exactly. So that's been my two weeks, and it's not been good. It's been extremely stressful, especially with this bird. I'm having to get up every morning to defend my car. The only bird thing that I had was when I was in Florida. For some reason, we had a woodpecker that would bang the crap out of our gutters. Our gutters were brown. I couldn't imagine that it felt good, but yeah, he did it for a while. I don't remember exactly how long, but yeah, every once in a while you just hear... just be up there on that gutter going away. So you really had no defense. You just kind of accepted it and moved on? Yeah, it was right outside my window, but it was always during the daytime, and I had an Atari. I didn't care, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought my better half, if I caught the bird, I was going to put its head on a little toothpick and set it out in my front yard for a warning for the other birds <laughs> to stay away. Man, there's only so many disclaimers I can play. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the last one. That's how angry I was. It was just unbelievable, I guess, in a way. Didn't happen last year. Didn't happen the year before last. Didn't happen the year before last. These are new birds that flew south for the winter. From what I was reading online, Google, we have a male-dominant bird that is taking territory, and it sees this reflection in my car, and he goes after it. In and of itself, I don't mind if he just wants to run into my car and go away, but he wants to sit on the mirror and do his business. I'm talking about grabbing a newspaper and do his business on the side of my car, on my side mirrors, and on the top of my car. Unacceptable. Oh, man. Yeah. My car is black, and if it pooped black, it'd be a different story, but it doesn't. Gotta love it. The only thing I have to worry about here is there's stupid trees that shed and looks like snow sometimes it's so bad rains and those things stick like little pieces of paper all over your car i hate those damn things oh yeah i'll trade you i don't know no i'll probably not i guess i gotta wash my car anyway but yeah those little stupid stick things on there annoying as crap especially after you just washed your car oh yeah most definitely i'm about to about two car washes a week now. yeah i just gave up i hadn't washed in about a month i guess well the bird business has acids that'll actually eat the paint off your car ah. you leave it on there for too long so it's mandatory that you have to clean and I've heard different things. People buy a shed or, you know, buy a carport. That's expensive. That's a good twelve to $1,500. I say buy a high-pressure water hose. Yeah. No. So I don't want to spend no more money. I've spent way too much money as it is. I just got a little $35 BB gun. Got some BBs and some pellets. I sit and wait like an old man every morning. I hide behind the couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a sight. Buy a pressure washer. You can wash your car with it as well. Save money. It's a twofer. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I could just get rid of the problem. <laughs> Which I'm telling you, if tomorrow... If I don't get him tomorrow morning, Sunday, I'm going, I'm getting what I need, and it's going to be the end of a lot of birds. Oh, man. Look for Jeff on news, folks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, by the time you hear this, I'll already be in the news. Yes. So this will be what they use to play in court. Surveillance video shows the man trying to catch one of the birds. After several attempts, he finally gets his hands on a bird and then plucks some of its feathers in the process. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> 
Well, that's been my miserable two weeks. Very, very miserable. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Not too much. I didn't do too much. Got some stuff in for editing, and that's about it. Been messing around with it a little bit, trying to build up our bank, and that's about it. This is all WrestleMania week, so this weekend's all WrestleMania. Won't be doing too much. Yeah, I know we got the Hall of Fame tonight. Yep, I liked it better on Saturdays, but yep. Thank you, TakeOver, for taking Saturdays. You took it over. <laughs> yep, and we get our own WrestleMania tonight. Yep, and you got TakeOver Saturday and five-hour extravaganza on Sunday. I usually don't watch the pre-show. I doubt this year will be much different. I'll be okay if I miss the Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. Well, then the Andre the Giant documentary will be out that Monday, right? Yes, it should be. So, no recapping. We don't have anything to recap. Our last special, if people are just listening to those, was the end of the year award show. You can go back and listen to that if you want and sums up the whole season of what we liked, what we didn't. WrestleMania is not on YouTube. Nope. It is on the network. I think you can find some of the matches individually if you really search for them, because I was looking for some. We'll get into that a little later. But the whole thing is not on YouTube. No, they took a lot of the matches down. I did the same thing that you said that you were doing and yeah they took some of them down probably their annual it's Wrestlemania let's go on YouTube and take everything down that's not supposed to be there sometimes sometimes Bosley here again with Mr. T to promote once again the tag team pod shop they have shirts that are high quality and lightweight it wear less than the change around my neck that is right Mr. T indeed they do hey man how long we gonna listen to this jive when can we get something to eat hold on Mr. T I just need to tell our listeners for each of the shirts sold this podcast makes four dollars that goes to help fund the cost of the bandwidth and hosting of the tag team podcast enough of this jibber jabber this time we're gonna do it my Way. Stop procrastinating, fool. I want you to buy clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. Let me give them the website, Mr. T. Dig it, all right, all right. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the tag team pod shop. Just call me up. You know, I make home visits. Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Ah, uh, yeah? Um, thank you, Mr. T. I told you, Mr. T, bring the heat. I bring the heat. Ha <laughs> Then I brought it, didn't I? That you did, Mr. T. Say hello to your mother for me. Nobody mess with my mama. I pity the fool talk about my mama. I pity the fool talk about they mama. Recapping WrestleMania Uno Sunday, 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 March 31st, 1985. We kick off by being introduced to our commentators for the night from all matches inside of a house show, it seems like, that aren't involving Vince and Bruno. We have Gorilla Monsoon and Primetime's very own Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, by the way, best dressed nominee. <laughs> I don't think we can count him. He's not on TNT, <laughs> but it will be honorable mention for sure. Yes, definitely. That pink tux, beautiful. Yes, <laughs> it was very 85. We kick it off with the national anthem sung by the number one megastar at the time, or they could make it Mean Gene get out there. That was very unexpected. Mean Gene out there with the, hey, everybody, I'm here to fill in some time. Let's sing the national anthem. Help me out so you don't have to hear me. Which didn't work because his voice is extremely unique, but he did get through it with the help of some notes from a note card. <laughs> yes, in case you forgot. <laughs> I would have needed him to. Uh, I can't knock him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Ventura did say that Oakland did a good job. He's right up there with Robert Goulet. Yeah, that I don't think so. <laughs> no, definitely not. And Monsu did say unbelievable twice during the national anthem. So. Yeah, he was thinking of something <laughs> else, maybe. I don't believe he did it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> 
had a pandemonium count going. We'll get into that. So our first match is a thrown together. We have our former Intercontinental Champion, Cheeto Tito Santana, and a guy that I just picked up out of Pacific Northwest Wrestling, and that would be the Executioner, or better known as Buddy Rose, under a mask. He does kind of sound like Owen Hart in his promo. That's <laughs> the Blue Blazer. So back and listen to it. I see another one. He's got another one. Man, he's out of shape. He let himself go. <laughs> Actually, Buddy Rose wasn't in too bad a shape for back then compared to he gets a little bit more balloony towards his run. He comes off and on in WWF, usually used as a job or later on. I think this was just like a one-night thing. I don't think they brought him back immediately after this, but I'm not 100%. We don't know. No, we don't. We don't know! Like how when they get in the ring, the executioner didn't get an ovation. Oh, Chico, that's what Jesse calls Tito whenever he's the match progresses that is jesse's nickname for him i'll let him have it i like mine better but that's <laughs> just because i'm biased so to put the setup here before most of these matches we go to pre-recorded because mean jeans i don't know are they calling it a locker room or are they calling it a dressing room not really sure because they say that lord alfred hayes is in the locker room when in real life lord alfred hayes is in the middle of the aisle apparently we get to watch him for the whole night and that's just entertaining on its own watching him look at stuff and you can't see what he's looking at, but he's looking. And then here comes a wrestler right in front of him, or here comes a wrestler right behind him. It was it was awesome. I'm curious to see if the next WrestleMania, if they have him move somewhere else, or just has him in the back in the editing room. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't use that for WrestleMania too. but we'll be on the lookout for sure. So, Mr. Buddy Rose, he gets his weird promo in the back that he kind of, hey, this is the guy you're fighting, quick, cut a promo, and go. That's what it seemed like when they used that taping of it. He stumbled on some words there getting off. Yeah. Buddy Rose, the executioner. He'd be going for the leg. And about the second time he said going for the leg again, Gene looks like he's trying to cut him off <laughs> in the promo. <laughs> and it seems like executioner coming from the left. And then as soon as executioner turned his back, they snuck Cheeto in. So the executioner wouldn't see him. Like they were in the same room looking at each other, just waiting on <laughs> signals instead of actually fading away yeah. and then coming back to it. And the only thing I got out of Santana was Arriba. That's all I got. <laughs> the weirdest setup ever for that. I'm going to say locker room because Lord Alfred Hayes wasn't in a locker room, so I'm not going to acknowledge that. But yeah, they'd have the heel right there, and then right beside him would be the face, and they would never interact or do a scuffle. They'd just be like, okay, he's done. My turn. Okay. Real weird. You definitely wouldn't see much of that anymore. No. In today's wrestling. No, they just go to the ring now and cut their promos. We have a side-by-side of Mr. Buddy Rose, so we'll put that on Facebook of with and without the mask. Yeah, he's turn his mask sideways. <laughs> That too. <laughs> I, Eye holes a little bit smaller or something. I don't know. I guarantee he was late. Yes. Crap, I forgot my mask. Here, just use this underwear. Okay. So, we finally get into the match, and I think the best move of the night is Buddy Rose sticking the landing when he goes over the top. Tito, he's working on his leg, and he's getting ready to jump down on it. Tito's legs between the ropes, and he's going to jump down on the knee, and Tito pushes him off, and Buddy goes flying over the ropes and lands right in the chair. It's beautiful. A+. plus. Yeah. Yes, that was probably the highlight of the night for Buddy Rose. Oh, definitely. Pretty much, it seemed one-sidedness. He didn't work the knee as much as you would think as someone that just allegedly had knee surgery, but he ends up getting the loss. Unfortunately, the guy that just came in last night loses. Go figure. And I did notice one other thing was a drop on there. I'm calling it the CTE drop because if it was going on today in the NFL, he'd probably be in a crushing <laughs> protocol because <laughs> for like a backdrop and buddy rogers barely gets tito santana over his back 
and Tito just lands like flat on his back within his head nails the canvas so yeah he probably wrestled with a concussion for the rest of that match maybe why they cut it off pretty quick I did like executioner going up to the top rope this is going to jump off and Tito gives him the Ric Flair off the top rope turnbuckle <laughs> yeah <laughs> a rocket launcher Tito wins with a figure four and we're on to match number two match number two was if you go by the WWF a record breaking match that only lasted nine seconds but in real life it lasted closer to about 24 seconds so we were able to capture the whole match and put it up on Facebook so if you want to see it from beginning to end we got all 24 seconds of it on our Facebook it is King Kong Bundy versus who? SD I don't have a tag team partner this doesn't look good Jones I did like his promo though backstage SD Jones says he's ready he's gonna get down for your fans Uh, (laughs) that's about it (laughs) got bear hugged got threw into a turnbuckle and then got down and then got the pin unfortunately I guess to make sure that it felt more like nine seconds they didn't give King Kong Bundy the standard five count that he usually asked for instead of a three count part of his gimmick was to always ask for five that was probably the quickest hundred grand he made that night oh yeah I'm pretty sure he was okay without a five count yep for sure I would be I think SD didn't get up quick enough, and that's what cost him those extra 16 seconds or so. Oh, definitely. So this would be the shortest WrestleMania match until WrestleMania 32. Do you know what happened in that WrestleMania? WrestleMania 32. Ooh. Yes. Future. No. A little bit ahead of our time. I guess I should throw a spoiler out there as well. So in WrestleMania 32, we had the great one, The Rock, beating Eric Rowan. And he beat him, and that was the new record. Darn. Yep. So the whole match for S.T. Jones. S.T. Jones gets shoved in the turnbuckle out of a bear hug. Then Avalanche, big splash by King Kong Bundy. And then a 1-2-3, and King Kong Bundy gets the win. He spent more time walking to the ring and from the ring than he was actually in the ring. Yes, indeed. That was a good match overall. Yeah, it wasn't a bad match. At least it was quick. Yep. S.T. Jones got paid regardless, so he didn't care how he lost. He's like, really? I get to lose that quick? Awesome. Definitely. Next up, we got the Maniac. Allegedly. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. Yep. Better known as Doink. Versus Ricky Steamboat. Another, hey, this guy hadn't been on anything before. Hey, you got a match at WrestleMania. On a board. Great trivia questions. Yep. Backstage during the interview, it was another one one of those. Are right, you stand there and you stand there. You wait till he turns around till you come back over because then people's going to know you're in the same room. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> but pretty much Matt Bourne says that Ricky Steamboat's too nice and he is going to pretty much beat him due to this. And Ricky says he's determined to show him how tough he could really be. I think this is probably the most jacked I've seen Ricky Steamboat, but I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one. Like, damn, Flair. Just to beat the muscles off of me. <laughs> the fans weren't too happy with this match. Lots of side headlocks. At one point point you could hear someone yelling boring and then finally towards the end we get a flying body press by steamboat for the win it was two things i did notice ventura kept calling monsoon gino close enough because that's what everybody called him yeah but in the later years as i guess years progressed closer to his death we'll say um he didn't do that as often which is an interesting fact it's also weird hearing ventura actually not support the heel kind of <laughs> odd hearing him that <laughs> 
Yeah, usually he's the commentator for the heel. He's supporting the bad guys and going on on that's not cheating. So after Matt Bourne and Ricky Steamboat comes the beginning of Sunglass Mania. Yeah, Brutus Barber Beefcake with luscious Johnny Valiant. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. At the time of this taping, he probably hasn't even been put in the ground yet. He was hit by a truck on Thursday, and so far, I don't think there's been any funerals or anything. Unfortunately not. They are taking on David San Martino with We Need Him to Be Cheered a Lot, Bruno San Martino and his corner. Did you get much on the interview? Yes. I got one part which we cannot mention, and I thought it was hilarious with Mr. Valiant. Probably his funniest moment that I've seen so far. San Martino gets on there first talking about if he gets involved in the match, he's got something for him, and he happens to be flashing his watch at this time. And Jimmy uses that moment to go off on a tangent when his turn's up after Bruno and David leave the locker room. Just like to say, Johnny Valley, don't stick your nose in because if you do so, help me, you're going to run right into this. All right, I thank you very much, living legend. Bruno San Martino along with son David. Come on in. Brutus Beefcake Manager, luscious Johnny Valiant. Moments from now, the what, big one. What was San Martino talking about? His fist or a watch? What did you think about pickpocket hiking around uh, Greenwich Village? It's not a pickpocketer, folks. Out. Yes. <laughs> Definitely the line of WrestleMania, as far as I'm concerned, for humor. There wasn't a lot of one-liners, so he got the win for the night for one-liners. Yes, I agree with that one. For Brutus the Barber Beefcake and San Martino, Mr. Johnny V walks in front of Lord Alfred Hayes, as tons of people have all night, and he just interrupts him during the <laughs> talking that he's doing. His fortunes are guided by his father, Bruno San Martino, hey, wake up. a legend wake up. here. Somebody who has always been a... <laughs> wake up, wake up. I think they're messing with Lord Alfred all night. Yeah, probably so. Especially if he's right there, the boys are, are moving in and out. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just one giant rib. He probably didn't think he was going to be on TV. He's like, they're not even taping this. That'll be fine. Unfortunately, the match did not go over too well as far as historic-wise. I noticed in the beginning they had to kind of stall a little bit to wait for a ref, so that was interesting. They had a back-and-forth battle for the most part. It ends with a double disqualification when Johnny slams David San Martino outside the ring, and then melee happens, Bruno gets involved, and they scuffle a little bit here and there, and yeah, they just double disqualification. Yeah, I wasn't expecting too much much out of these two because his son kind of doesn't look like he knows where he is half the time and bruno's bruno yes the fans would have rather saw bruno versus beefcake than david san martino or bruno versus johnny valiant the broomstick <laughs> anything but it was painfully slow to watch i guess it was good that the finish ended up like it did because it built up pretty well to have that melee at the end after so much boring i guess you're you know if anything happens somebody runs down the ramp it's more exciting but bruno was 50 years old at the time so what we expect. Apparently a comeback if you listen to all the <laughs> stuff that Vince was trying to do out there. Next up, we have... The Junker, as Gorilla Monsoon calls him, Junkyard Dog, versus Greg Valentine with Jimmy Hart for an icy title match. Oh, yeah. And our first dubbed over music of the night. I'm pretty <laughs> sure what they played on the network was not what he came out to. Probably not. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere when it was on YouTube, the original. Didn't get to justify my claim by listening to it, but it was still pretty sure not what he came out to. No, kind of had a Ghostbusters kind of. Uh, do, 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 do. 
kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's kind of their rendition of Another One Bites Dust, but we don't want to be sued by Queen. This was moment number two of Sunglass Mania. This time we have Greg Valentine and Jimmy Hart both wearing sunglasses as they get interviewed for this before the match starts. And during the interview, Jimmy Hart spoke about why Greg Valentine is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. He's lean, he's mean, and he's full of fight and fury. And his opponent, the Junkyard Dog, who says, well, he gives himself a bone to chew on. So I guess Valentine will suffice. <laughs> I think Greg goes on to say that it's Junkyard Dog isn't his favorite opponent when he's inside the kayfabe commentary timelines for 1985. He said he just had to know how to pace his matches because he'd want to do all this, this, and this. And you're like, okay, this is enough. And you just kind of had to guide him to the end. He didn't really know when to call it quits or that this is is good enough or we need to stop so he said he wasn't one of his favorite opponents but he could handle them better than some other people could when they get in there yeah i can imagine <laughs> I can imagine he's a handful. So, Junkyard Dog gets his trademark headbutts in. It's a back-and-forth match for the most part. We get a monster headbutt followed up by a flare flop by Greg Valentine. And it comes to a conclusion when Hart gets on the apron to distract the ref. JYD moves out of the way when Valentine goes to hit JYD and he hits Jimmy instead. And then JYD gets a mini offense going. Hammer rakes the eyes, double leg takedown and then gets his feet on the ropes and it ain't cheating if you don't get caught like jesse says and gets no wait a minute wait wait. he did get caught he got nothing i heard one two three and a bell rang and that's when i stopped watching because he won the match that's all that matters Oh, okay i saw something different well what did you see cheeto coming out there interfering once again in another match he had no business in Cheeto. Yes. Cheeto comes out and tells the referee that his feet were on the ropes and magically the ref believes him. Yes. Always trust a wrestler that's not involved with your decisions. That's what we've learned. Not even outside of the ring. So the ref nope. gets tells Valentine to get back into the ring, but wisely he stays out on the floor and accepts the disqualification, which he still keeps his title. But JYD does get the victory. Other WrestleMania trivia question. Did JYD win at WrestleMania? Technically. Yes. Along with who did Tito Santana wrestle? Who did Ricky Steamboat wrestle? And now we got that one. Or how many times does Tito interfere and it put his nose where it doesn't belong? Yes. That's going to be the main one. Dang, Cheeto. <laughs> doesn't learn. He's like a fool. If I can't cheat, he's not going to be able to. That's right. Arriba. Arriba. Tacos for everyone. Woo. Match seven. We got our favorite tag team. Yes. Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik with Fred Blassie versus Stupid American, USA Express, Barry Windham, and Mike Rotunda for the WWF tag team titles. Backstage during the interview, Mean Gene interviews the Iron Sheik and Nikolai along with Freddie Blassie. And what was great was the Sheik called him Gene Mean. We have a little gif of everybody kind of looking at the Sheik once he says it. What did he just say? (laughs) All right, we'll go with it. So Gene comes back and calls Volkov a commie then corrects himself. (laughs) This is comrade. I like that. That was good. And Luke is back there with his tag team that he now manages, the U.S. Express and he decided to, what better way to celebrate than bringing a Coors beer? Blue. So, yeah. Stop. We knew he was loaded. Shaving your face. <laughs> you look like a little boy or a child molester. Stop it. All right. Let it grow. 
right. Clean shaven Lou. We get a close up of no beard and the first decent close up. They showed it on TNT, but it was just a far away camera angle and kind of off in the distance. Haircut no longer has the long hair that we saw earlier in TNT. Only look like Mario from the Luigi and Mario show. Is Mario from the Luigi and Mario show? Oh, you look familiar. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Yep, that's him. I thought it was Ron Jeremy that did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, stay away from him, kids. <laughs> So, this is another back-and-forth match, as you can imagine, since this is WrestleMania. We got tag team titles on the line. It kind of comes to a little bit of a halt when there's a miscue between Nikolai, and he gets a hold of Barry for the Sheik, so the Sheik can hit him. Barry breaks free. The Sheik dropkicks Nikolai by accident, so he says. More back-and-forth later on on that. And the finish is the Sheik grabbing Skylar Lowe's head button cane and nailing Barry Windham with it. And when the ref's distracted, Koloff gets the pin. One, two, three, new tag team champions. Did you notice when they were being announced to the ring, Fink only announced Mike Rotunda. He forgot about Barry Windham. Ah, everybody's going to forget about Barry. Also, fun fact, Mike Rotunda dated Barry Windham's sister while they were tag team. Yes, and that's what gave him some Wyatt families. Very creepy. And some Dallas <laughs> of Bo. Believe it. I sort of knew what was going to happen while the buildup was going, even though I haven't watched WrestleMania 1 ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I sort of had the feeling that the, the Sheik was going to win the tag belts. Yeah, take that vent saying that. That Freddie's never going to get the tag champions. Finally. Now he can retire along with Orton and call it a day. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Next up is the Body Slam Challenge. Here comes the money. Hooray, $15,000. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,000. $15,
text up going to the ladies or boo boobs what <laughs> no Baskin. all right on a more serious note we have Ilani kai with the fabulous moolah versus wendy richter and cindy lopper and moolah's dyslexic jeweler i couldn't understand those glasses it's like shouldn't that be reversed the dollar sign looks like a snake because it's going the wrong way thing in the mirror looks right yeah in the mirror she's like oh perfect but yeah on tv <laughs> it looked retarded <laughs> yes Hopefully she didn't have to pay too much for that or he didn't really like her and he was just making fun of her by putting reverse dollar signs on there. I'm sure there's some hot glue and some plastic involved. (laughs) There's no way you could see great (laughs) with those things on. No way. Oh, man. It was interesting also was the second match that had dubbed music. But you could actually, at least when I went, you could actually go on YouTube and find the original Girls Just Want to Have Fun when her and Cindy Lauper come out where now it's a rendition of whatever they could find on the network that sounded nothing like it. Yeah, you would think they wouldn't have a big problem with girls home and not be fun since they paid her to be there, but hey. Yeah, you'd think she would easily let them license it, but nope. Oh, yeah. Not, not so much. So this match was terrible. The finish is legendary for being terrible. WrestleMania, the big moment. 80s wrestling, time for women's wrestling to be revitalized and shine, and yeah, the finish was just got off. I don't really have an answer, I guess, for this. Long story short, they went back and forth, as matches do, <laughs> and that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just seen that what he had sent. I think it went more back than forward. <laughs> Seems to set everybody back. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> The Kai come in with a double knee lift, followed up by a sloppy backbreaker. Then she hit the body slam. Kai went up to the top rope for a crossbody. She hit it, but somehow Richter slowly rolled like a fish out of water up and <laughs> over and got the pinfall victory after six minutes and 12 seconds to become the women's champion. Yes, that was the worst rollover ever. <laughs> Post-match. I don't know if you saw this. Or this not. is where all the good stuff happened. <laughs> That's right. Lopper went after Moolah again. Which, by the way, Moolah was with some great Ric Flair-style bumps in the ring randomly. <laughs> I guess you can call it a delayed selling, I guess, the way that after Impact yeah. and they got the emotion. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was great. It was something. It was better than the match that we just witnessed, that's for sure. Yes, they could have just did that, and that's it. I forgot to mention that before the match started, Mr. Lord Alfred Hayes got some herpes from Moolah, so that was (laughs) very terrible, and I felt bad for him. Hopefully he got paid for that. She got the kiss on him, and then when Lonnie Kai tried, he said, good luck. Like, whoa. Poor Lord Alfred. Yeah, he didn't look very pleased. No, not at all. He's like, what the heck? I didn't sign up for this. Now the match we've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. The first off in our new main event match, New York Yankees manager Billy Martin be the special guest ring announcer for the main event. Next up, we have Liberace, which is a special person in and above himself. He's sort of the <laughs> 80s Richard Simmons or the 90s Richard Simmons, I believe, along with the Rockettes. He's the guest timekeeper, of course, Liberace, because music and timing. They barely ever did a guest timekeeper. As expensive, I'm sure, for that mess. And then next up, we had Muhammad Ali. 
Ali, who's a special referee outside for the ring. And we have the famous referee, Pat Patterson. Yes, legendary, because he's been doing all these matches. And yeah, he was just there in case stuff went down wrong. <laughs> he could walk him through how to have a match. Here, Mr. T, do this. I'm down, Mr. T. Quit hitting him. <laughs> Quit really hitting him. You're going to kill. Open hand, please. So finally, 30 minutes later, finally time for the competitors. First up, we had Roddy Roddy Piper with the drums, the bagpipes, and the people. A live band. Hogan upstaged. Exactly. Forget who the face was and who the heel was anytime Piper's out there. That's right. That's how good he is. So we've got Piper, we got Paul Orndorff, and we have Big Bob Orton in the cast. So we actually had four. <laughs> coming down technically to the ring and as soon as they got to the ring you start hearing real americans start playing and that's when everybody lost it and they finally they showed hulk hogan and mr t and the manager jimmy snooker for some reason <laughs> making their way down through the ring and he does the famous catholic forehead left boob right boob forehead sternum prayer as he walks through the curtains with mr t in his washington redskins outfit <laughs> Like, yeah, they need all the help they can get. Got it. So the match, it was everything that was good about the mid-80s in the WWF. Hulk Hogan was crazy over. Like, everybody knew him. Your vitamins, Flintstones, your steroids. Everybody knew him. And so was Mr. T. He has his own comic book, has cartoons. Cereal. He's a cereal guy. Yes, he had everything. So this had the setup to be awesome. It was a very well-balanced match. <laughs> it starts off with Paul and Hulk making you think they're going to start in. And then each one of them tagged the other guy in. It's like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to be. There was way too many people, number one. There was too much going on. There's too many people on the floor around the ring. You couldn't move. There was just so many people. It was just crazy. It was like a flea market wrestling match is what it appeared to me. It was not your normal wrestling that you see on Raw every weekend with plenty of room in between the audience and the ring and the apron. No, it's all jam-packed. It was bad. A lot of people were missing cues, and it could have just been better organized overall. But that's what you get when you have inexperienced people out there trying to make chicken salad out of. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> In all reality, the popularity, the star power, you really couldn't match it. You know what I mean? Yeah, what sucked was that for star power, it makes sense. But for wrestling and actually making a good match, they had to stick him with Hulk Hogan. Hulk's not the best wrestler in the world either. And let's stick this guy that's totally green to pro wrestling with them and go out and have a great match, guys. Yeah. Again, chicken salad. <laughs> so the one wrestling move that I saw T do the whole time was a fireman carry, and that was it. That was the famous. Now, I liked it when Piper took down T to the mat, and Mr. T got back up, and then Mr. T put Piper on his shoulders with the fireman's carry that you were talking about. Then he was dumped off his shoulders when they were in the corner. Then, of course, Mr. Wonderful got out, and then Mr. T got out, and then everybody jumped in the ring. And then if you look at the top right part of your screen, you see a wild Jimmy Snuka up on the top rope, getting ready to, to just jump down. I'm going to cost him the match, I don't know brother. What he was planning on doing. I don't know if he was going to cross body everybody, but he jumped up there and I called him at the corner of my eye. I was looking, what the hell's he doing up there? He just jumped down. I was like, oh, okay. He's just getting a better view, I guess. Still concussed from the coconut. Yes. And I got a little gif of him climbed up on the turnbuckle and just kind of dropped down. And it's like, oh, okay. Maybe his controller disconnected and he. We will put that up on Facebook. 
he's just automatically just going to drop down. So uh, that's when Ali gets in the ring as well, and he starts swinging and connects some on Piper, because, yeah, you know, it's totally legal for the referee to hit the wrestlers. As long as the wrestlers don't hit the referee, we're good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Seeing whose side Ali was on. I do like the part where Piper and company start heading for the back, and then after about a minute or two, they come back in, and somehow Hogan becomes the legal man in the ring, even though there's never a tag to T. Just, oh, nah, 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 just yep. forget it. So the match ends when T slams Piper. This second match, I guess, move. It's not really... I think Jay Leno even got a slam in back when he wrestled, so I'm not going to consider a slam that much of a move. Piper does a hip toss and does a slam on T, and then later Paul comes in illegally and nails Hogan to the outside. At one point, about 25,000 on their feet, and they hadn't sat down, according to Gorilla, even though you can easily see that people are sitting down. Ace jumps off the top. Hogan's being held by Orndorff. Orndorff ducks. Ace hits Paul with the cast. And goodnight, Irene. One, two, three. Orndorff becomes a face. Yes. Pearl harbored him several times. I heard that term a few times during WrestleMania. So the pandemonium count, I got up to seven. Pandemonium! The walk in front of Lord Alfred Hayes, I got up to five. That was about it for interesting stuff that I was keeping a, a count on during the night. Did you notice anything else? Let's see here. Besides all the miscues, because everybody didn't really know what everybody else was doing. After Piper decked referee Pat Patterson, Orton did get up and he was kind of freaked out because, well, where's my buddies? And there Hulk Hogan's, oh, look, it's fine. <laughs> and then toward the end, as right as Warndorf was going to get out, Mr. T tried to shake his hand. And I was like, hey, babe, no, 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 don't shake his hand. No, no, no. Go back over here and just wave the crowd. Face turns not yet. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait for that. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for letting me do this, guys. Good show, everybody. Appreciate you. Take a bow. Yeah, that was the major oopsie. Yeah, Mr. T is totally oblivious to stuff and surprisingly enough they let him come back i don't guess they didn't learn their lesson the first time follow us on social media on facebook facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast on twitter at tag team podcast on google plus the tag team podcast email us at the tag team podcast at gmail.com leave us a voicemail on the tagline 6016544 tag that's 6016544824 you can also listen on soundcloud by searching the tag team podcast and we're back and you had some thoughts on WrestleMania? I had a couple that I noticed. I guess the first one is when the tag team titles were won and Oakland asked Blassie about the cane, about cheating. And Fred even denied he had the cane, even though there was mysteriously bleeding <laughs> on the Sheik's. Sheik's hand was bloody and nobody knew anything what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I got a picture of the Sheik's hand, but I don't see it, so I guess I didn't. I did get to see a close-up of one of the belts, the Intercontinental Championship belt for back then. Totally different than what it looks like. Anything I can remember ever seen. Oh, yeah. You're right on that one. The commentary was hurt, I think, because there was no back and forth with the babyface heel commentator. It was pretty much two babyfaces. I agree. No, no, I agree. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Versus if you had Lawler and JR, you had Bobby the Brain and Vince. You'd have that good back and forth. Yeah. Would you stop by Gorilla Monsoon telling Bobby the Brain Eden to knock it off? And yeah, just good back and forth stuff. I guess the last thing, why did they end the main event with a headshot to cast? 
I mean, I know they wanted to turn Orndorff face, which, you know, obviously. But it's kind of odd not seeing Hogan drop the patented leg drop. Not sure if he was using that all the time or not. I know we've only had a few of his matches that weren't involving the Iron Sheik as reference point. But I think when he faced Dr. D, he did do it. But I don't think that's what he won over on. So I'm not sure if he's nailed that down for his patent finisher or just a signature move yet or not. But yeah, this whole WrestleMania, a lot of the ways they ended these matches, you had two disqualification right afterwards you had another interference with greg the hammer valentine thing the restart of the match and you had interference with that match and you had interference with the match before with jimmy valiant david san martino so a lot of the stuff on there they, they didn't book good booking for ending that's for sure those are my thoughts that's what i noticed and just seeing hulk hogan always the leg drop and all that always since i've since i've known him we were neighbors yeah <laughs> since i've seen him on tv it was just kind of strange not seeing that yeah i wanted to rebook some of the matches so i took matches that didn't make sense to me and i rebooked them for people that we knew were there at the time but for whatever reason were not on this card so in place of ricky steamboat and matt Bourne, i remade it a tag match and we have ricky steamboat and tony atlas first jim nyhart and don morocco because both of those guys were managed by fuji so why not team them up for this one time event yeah that would have been a good idea yeah, I put Tony Atlas on there yet. Been there in a while, but he was still with the WWF at the time. And I would have made that the first match instead of Tito with some guy that people didn't know. So are you saying you're going to put Tony Atlas on the map? Yes, exactly. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes what i wanted exactly next i rebooked tito and the executioner and put blackjack mulligan versus ken batera and they would have came on after king kong bundy i figured six nine blackjack mulligan versus the self-proclaimed strongest man ken batera that would have made a good match as well and since this is before ken went to jail in june he'd still would have been with the company yeah i can see that i could definitely see that i suppose i would have took tito off the card completely but yeah this would have been my rebooks that I would have done with people that were available and I think would have made some more memorable Wrestlemania than some of the one-time people that they put on there. Yep, I agree. So if you compare this to Brawl to End It All and War to Settle the Score, where would you rank Wrestlemania in those three? Which one did you like better? Which one did you like worse? Or was Wrestlemania the best or worst of the three? Mm. Need me to run over the card for War to Settle the Score since we didn't get to see all that one? Well, I didn't get to see it, so that's why I put that third. Thanks, Vince. Well, apparently there is a tape floating out there, but we have yet to discover where that tape may be located. So if anyone has a Coliseum home video of Words of the Score and like to send it off, just shoot us an email. Yes, that'd be fantastic. I've yet to see it. So I guess I'd have to go to WrestleMania first. It's fresh hip. It's new. <laughs> it's a little better produced, I guess you could say. It's okay. You're a huge Lonnie Kai fan. I know. That's not the point. <laughs> Not the point at all. And then, I guess, brought in it all. And then, of course, War to Settle the Score. Because let's just get rid of those fighting names. <laughs> well, since I have the War to Settle the Score card in front of me, mm-hmm. to me, that looks on paper like a better match than WrestleMania. So I'm going to go with that first. And probably, guess WrestleMania second. It's kind of a tie, really. Brought in it all had more diverse talent, but I did hate the Battle Royal thing at the end that just had, like, every wrestler that already wrestled tonight, plus two wrestlers wrestlers that didn't so that kind of knocked it down a notch i didn't like that part of broad end at all at all but i did like to see in 
Antonio Anoki out there and some other wrestlers that we didn't get to see that often. I'm with you on that one. But, like I said, thanks, Vince. Yes, thanks a lot. Not giving me three decent options to choose from there. <laughs> but uh, what can you do? So I did notice some things out there. We have some camera issues, I guess it was. They had some scribble, I guess, on the lens is the best way I can describe it. We had a little bit of this in the first season of TNT on some of the in-house shots. I think they were in Madison Square Garden, so I don't know if the cameras actually traveled or they used their gear or what. But, yeah, during some of the captures on film there, they would have, like, little red marks and stuff on the TV. And it was just when they went to these certain cameras, so I'm guessing it's on the lens of the camera and not the actual film. I'm not really sure, but it was like a purplish-red marker, and it was just at random spots on people's faces. It does kind of concern me, the first two pictures you sent me were butts. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's the best <laughs> one to chew up, because most of the time you're seeing the, the black of Mass and Square Garden, because it's such a dark arena compared to some of these other ones. So, yeah, Hogan's yellow tights, bam, it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's the Pat Patterson cam. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. And then freaking Snooka out there with his red all over him. So, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of them are be bum shots, but I'll put those out there on Facebook so that people can take a look at those and perverts see what we're looking at. Yeah. Yes. The Pat Pattersons of the world yeah. can get their kicks. Ugh. So, reviewing it for 1985 standards, it was probably a thriving success as it did lead to other events. We'll have some stuff coming in November. No spoilers here. And it will lead to some more primetime television spots for events throughout the year. So, it got the job that it was supposed to, to get. It did what it needed him to do. Gave him notoriety. It was a success. It made some money. Some wrestlers got paid more than others. Bob Orton, we're speaking to you. Basically, at the gate, it got $500,200. Closed circuit TV, they estimated that it went in at $3.8 million. Orton supposedly was promised about $40,000, and he received about $20,000. And going off some of the stuff that Orton talks about, it seems like other people made more money than he did. And there were some nice rumors that Mr. T racked up about $22,000 and just expenses during his one week prior to the event thanks to his nice size entourage limos and his dressing room yeah he didn't get a lot of good publicity from the boys yeah definitely why piper's heat with him was more real than just to work didn't appreciate the running up of the tab and then the star treatment and piper's gone on to say in numerous different shoot interviews when he's talking about it how hogan and t were whisked away in a limo after the match and him and bob orton had to walk back to the hotel with no security and they just crashed there for the night. They didn't go out to any of the after parties celebrating or anything like that. Must be nice. Yes. Must to be, be Hulk nice. Hogan <laughs> in the 80s it was. In the 21st century not so much. On the next episode we're going back to TNT land. Back to our roots. We get to see the Iron Cheek and Nikolai Volkov. I'm sure Fred Blassie will be there to brag about his newly found tag team champions and we'll get to see ricky steamboat for the first time on tnt jack looking forward to a jacked ricky steamboat what do you want you keep touching my leg and with that we'd like to thank you for downloading tell your friends tell your family tell your neighbors tell your friends of your family download 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 and thank you for listening to the tag team podcast
Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week as they continue to break down WWF Tuesday Night Titans. Dog beefcake, that's what you gotta do, my man. Wait, wait, wait. That's enough! That's enough!